The College Football Experience Penn State Nittany Lions 2022 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WYNNBET to claim your free bets today. Uh, we're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering seventy percent off if you go to ipvanish.com/sgp. That's ipvanish.com/sgp. We're also brought to you by SGPN Discord. Yes, make sure to check out our new Discord server. It's the perfect place to interact and sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/discord. This is Jerry Glanville. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the college football experience, Penn State Nittany Lions 2022 preview. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price. No one touches Dundee. <laughs> oh, I love talking some Big Ten East football. <laughs> what a what a division! What a conference! And uh, love talking Nittany Lion football. And I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, We are the gamblers, but we are talking Penn State football. Subscribe to the College Football Experience. We are on YouTube now, so I mean, you got to get over there. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcast at, or you know, if you want to watch us, go to YouTube. Subscribe to the College Football Experience and also the College Basketball Experience. Uh, but here we are, interesting spot because you look back at a year ago. Well, first off, there was a lot of speculation. I feel like in the offseason, would Franklin come back? Is he going to be canned? And uh, he re-upped for a big deal. And uh, Patty C, you, you look at this Penn State team a season ago. Uh, they actually, if you look at the losses, uh, what one, two, three, four, five losses in the regular season, all, all of them by nine points or less. Mm. Kind of like Nebraska in a way, but they still had a winning season. So in close games, believe it or not, they were what? Uh, I'm seeing what two and five. Close two, games, two and five, and in, in close games. Then you had the bowl game, where where Arkansas won by fourteen. But the other ones, two and five in in close games. You wonder that's got to change at some point, yeah. right? I mean, good old Phil Steele's uh, luck metric suggests that uh, an improvement is imminent. 
Well, I mean, that was the case in 2020 during the COVID season. That was just a nightmare for Penn State. Four and five, they lost that game. I remember the opener to Indiana, where Michael Penix mm. dives for the uh, the pylon. He was short too. Let's be honest. Uh, and then uh, you know they played. They always play Ohio State well. I think they lost to Nebraska in a close one there. Uh, what do you make of this program? And I, it's crazy because they re-upped with Franklin. I think he's a good coach, but I also could totally see him bouncing out if, if things get bad, yeah, you know, or them, you know, it's Penn state, you know what I mean? This is a, a, a great fan base, nothing better in college football. I think not much better than one of those whiteouts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, the yeah. epitome of the college football experience. What we try to build here. That is, that is right. That's what we're chasing. Yes, baby. That is the heart of this right here. I love that. Uh, it's what makes college football to me, the best form of football on the planet. And uh I don't know. What do you make? What do you make? I mean, obviously they lose Brent Pry on the defensive coordinating side. Huge. He is now Virginia Tech's uh, head football coach. They bring in Manny Uscar Diaz. <laughs> um, what What do you make of the Manny Diaz hire? Well, I mean, talk about a guy that's uh, used to losing close games. So uh, at least they bring in someone with a similar experience to what they've had recently. Um, Pry was there really 2014 to 2021. So I guess he came over with. Uh, with Franklin. So that's a, a guy with some a, stability there. Yeah. Losing. He's been the coordinator for the last five or six years. So, um, but I thought Diaz was good. You know, I thought Diaz caught a lot of flack. I think he's a, a good defensive court. A good, I think he's a decent head coach, you know, but you know, obviously couldn't get over the top. What do you make of uh, I saw Patrick Kraft, the new athletic director uh, for, for Penn state. And he, he said some remarks, I believe about them opening up the season on the road, three straight, we, th- three straight years in big 10 play saying that's nonsense. And I, I actually think he had a point thing that, that is longer than three. I thought it was like six straight years. I, I don't no no. no. I, I think it was, I think he said three straight years in a row. Uh, what at Wisconsin last year uh, at Indiana the year before Um yeah, so it's three straight years. Okay. Um, I still think he has a great point, and and that is something that uh, I would feel like they would never do with Michigan or Ohio State. Yeah. So I mean, that's not like that's not the worst thing in the world to open on the road that you can. Well, the the fact that it's week one. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying week one is your most susceptible uh, susceptible to get upset. Yeah, I feel like that's true. Yeah. Um, and Ohio they, State last year on the road to open, but. Uh, in week one, uh, was that against Minnesota? Yeah, but not three yeah. straight years for sure. Uh, well, let's let's hop into it because I think it's a pivotal year and and uh, year year eight, I believe, right for for Franklin. Despite the contract extension, Mike Yurkich is the uh, the offensive coordinator. This is key, some stability at offensive coordinator. This is actually Sean Clifford. He's back for his senior season, but this is the first time in his career in in uh, state college. That uh, that he's going to have the same offensive coordinator back to back years. I think that alone, right there, huge. That is massive. I mean, people. I remember when Alex Smith got drafted, he had I think like eight coordinators in eight years, and I'm, and then you finally saw him do decently with Andy Reid and the Chiefs. You know, it's um, funny looking at Clifford's stats. Uh, there's been slight improvement from year to year in some regards. I guess completion percentage fifty nine, then sixty, then sixty one over his three years. And then touchdowns and interceptions have been pretty much the same uh, across the board, but that's what you kind of expect with a first-year coordinator every single time there. Yeah, yeah, and the the offense I think is the key to their success. I think if you talk to Penn State fans, I know I talked to a few this off season. 
if they can get the offense going, even though they lost Pry, I just think that's that's been their problem the past couple of years. They were 90th in scoring offense a mm. season ago, 118th in rush offense. Penn State, 118th in rush offense. <laughs> when I was growing up, man, Kajana Carter. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Enos, yeah. you know, just this Larry Johnson That's stud backs. Yeah. Black shoe mantra, man. You, mm. you're pounding the rock. You're playing old school football at Penn state. Um, so uh, that's going to be interesting to watch 26 in pass offense, 82nd though, in, in total offense, which that, that you got to circle that. And I think your, your, your kick, uh, you know, I think he knows it, that that's not acceptable at Penn state, but that was year one. They did have, you know, I feel like they were dinged up a little bit. Uh, the run game should be a lot better despite only bringing back two of five on the O line led by right tackle Caden Wallace. Uh, their, t- their tight end Brenton uh, strange is back um, and they bring in their run game gets Gatorade national player of the year, Nicholas Singleton. I'm assuming he's going to start, but he might mix in with uh Kavion Lee or uh, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Kevon. yeah, Kevon Lee. Um, the run game just gotta be fucking better, man. It's just got to. Kevon Lee led the team last year with uh, like 530, if I uh, checked correctly. Um, that, yeah, that's not cutting it. Yeah, 530 yards, two rushing touchdowns for Kevon Lee. When you're leading uh, rusher is only getting two rushing touchdowns, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get it. They're going to be able to throw the ball well. I know they lose Jahan Dotson to the, to the Redskins, but. Um, I don't know, man. I just feel like uh, lots of receiving yardage back. Uh, yeah, I, I think you got to be excited if you're Penn State. Parker Washington, Keandre Lambert back, and then they go out in the portal and they get Mitchell Tinsley from Western Kentucky. This guy was a, a, a DFS god. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, make sure you check out our DFS show when the season starts for college football. But uh, Tinsley at Western Kentucky, 87 catches for over 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns as well. Now that was Western Kentucky, so take it with a, a little grain of salt. But true. True, Still. but I think he lit up Indiana. Yeah, yeah. So right. hey, if you can do that against uh, one of the Big Tens, fourteen hundred receiving yards is excellent. Let me see where that would have put him nationally. Uh, what was it? What was the name again? Sorry, Mitchell Tinsley. Tinsley. Mitchell Tinsley. So uh, I'd say, I mean, bringing the tight end back, oh, having yeah. three capable wideouts, eighth in the nation in receiving yards last yeah. year. Yeah, so that's e- a nice even guy if to bring. even if it's Conference USA and it goes down to sixteenth, that's still or twentieth. You know what yeah. I mean? That's still a damn good receiver yeah. to bring on. Yeah, uh, and on just, top of an already pretty decent. Court. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bringing the tight end back and everything. So I think the offense is step. You know, it's set up. They got to make the, the the run game just has to exist this year. Um, they uh, defensively, like I said, Manny Diaz, the new defensive coordinator last year, Brent Price stats were six. They were six in scoring defense in the nation, 67th in rush defense, 23rd in pass defense, charting at 38th, uh, the 30th best defense in the nation. Uh, that's pretty good considering you have to play Ohio State. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Michigan and Michigan State. Those offenses are pretty solid, I feel like. Um, even Maryland's, I thought, was a pretty solid yeah. offense. Um, four starters, though. Back on defense, so this is the concern here. New defensive coordinator, four starters. Normally, the defense has been the rock in the Franklin era. I feel like for this for this team, can they get? It's not that much experience coming back. Yeah, just one of four back on the D line. That's uh, Nick uh, Tarburton at the defensive end spot. One of three back in the linebacking core. Curtis Jacobs. Um, two of four back in the secondary, but they do have the nation's leader uh, tied for for lead. Uh, and interceptions a season ago, safety Jair Brown. You got to figure Penn State generally gets it figured out on defense. 
They don't have from a recruiting standpoint, a single five-star projected to start or even really on the roster at this point what about outs- the running back? outside of Singleton. Oh, okay. okay. You know, so um, I mean, I guess recent five stars uh, Parsons uh, would have been one of them. Uh, one of the last defensive one. And then Brandon Smith also got drafted last year. So they're kind of, they don't have that elite elite talent on the defensive side of the ball right now. They're also breaking in a new kicker and punter. And I think you have to to note that because if you're playing in a lot of close games, like they were a season ago, that certainly could be an X factor. Yeah. Something to look out for. You know, I'm looking at uh, there's a Michigan website. So again, with it, take it with a grain of salt, but they have Penn state's line ranked as 11 of 14 in the big 10. That, well, that was the problem last year. Uh, Clifford was getting beat up. I felt like um, having said that, I thought Penn state let Michigan off the hook. They were in the spot yeah. to win that game. Um, we're going to, we're going to talk uh, transfer portal, which plays such a huge factor in 2022. We're gonna talk recruiting rankings and uh, with James Franklin, and uh, go game by game on the schedule and, and uh, key in on what Las Vegas expects from the Nittany Lions this season. But uh, before we get there, I, I gotta get us paid, Patty. See, remember, folks, though, subscribe to the College Football Experience and the College Basketball Experience. Um, I want to tell you, folks, that the Penn State Nittany Lions 2022 season preview episode is brought to you by WinBet. Bet a hundred dollars at WinBet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bets today. Uh, we're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Yes, IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by SGPN Discord. Yes, make sure to check out our new Discord server. It's the perfect place to interact and sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. We're also brought to you by odds trader. Yes. Uh, I mean, this, this is, uh, this is pretty awesome. This is like, I, I, I'm intrigued uh, to try this out this year, but um, odds trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotions from sports books to sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, uh, injury reports, projected uh, game day weather for betters. You know that 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 want to be the most informed about their bets. Uh, it also has a bet tracker, so you can keep track of your records from all your games and betting activity. And and I'm telling you, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool for handicapping, for play by play updates, live scores, and and bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics, projected uh, game day weather. So go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. That's oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Odds trader. All right, folks, we're back talking Nittany Lion football. I got a question for you, real What's quick. That? Uh Sean Clifford, what is he in your opinion? How is he a good quarterback or not? I think he's solid. I think he's solid. And I think I'll make I, you know, I think quarterbacks. I don't think people realize how, how key an offensive coordinator is for you. Yeah. And if you have a constant changing, you know, uh, yeah. The offensive of, coordinator every year, a revolving yeah, door essentially, yeah. I think it's very Playbook. hard. Yeah. No, no matter the quarterback, I really do. I think it's harder than people realize. So I'm going to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. I mean, there are games where I would sit there and say, man, yeah. But I remember even a couple of years ago just being like, this dude sucks, you know? But then like I look at him and I'm like, yeah, there's some potential there. 
I think you're right. And he's the type of quarterback that doesn't have that athletic tools. And so the more like comfortable mentally he is with the office and with repetitions, it's like the, his tool, his, his wheels aren't going to get any better. And they're not going to start. I also thought the offense line did him no favors last year. So this isn't all his fault. When you look at those, you know, some of those interceptions in those key games, that O line did him no favors, so the you got the O line's got to play better this year. Um, but I think he's serviceable. I think you could. I do think you could win the Big Ten championship with Sean Clifford. You just need to be able. A, you need to run the ball. You can't be that predictable. Yeah, um, that's another thing that that hurts. Your him. leading rusher can't have two touchdowns on 108 carries. Yeah. So um, Will Levis, I thought when he came in a couple years ago to spell Clifford in a game, Clifford was having trouble with. Might even got injured. I thought immediately he looked. I think better. everyone's thought that. I thought that too. Yeah. Um, and do you think Franklin was wrong? Should Franklin be held accountable for? Sure. I yeah. mean, I I can tell you this: when your offensive line plays not great like it was last year, Will Levis would have been a much better quarterback because he, he has way more wheels. athletic ability. Yeah. So uh, I do think you know he, he should be blamed for that. But you know what? Uh, I, they were still in all those games. Yeah. I think they're close. Clifford, yeah. So maybe if maybe if the offense gels a little more for him, then he could be the guy that. I mean, they're talking Levis is going to be a first round draft pick next year. If that happens, and it's not a good look for you, uh, Penn State fans, and 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 Franklin, yeah. yeah. Um, But maybe maybe he ends up at Arizona State or something if uh, if that happens. Another another seven and six season or something. Yeah, he's not going to be welcome for too much longer. Uh, The transfer portal, they don't. It's interesting. Cause you tell me recruiting wise that they haven't necessarily got all this talent uh, compared to some of the big 10 schools, which is crazy because you would think if that was the case, they'd be more active in the transfer portal. They were not very active. They got Mitchell Tinsley, the receiver we alluded to earlier from the Hilltoppers. Uh, they did get a first team, all FCS offensive lineman and Hunter uh, Norzad from Cornell. How do you see uh didn't Vince Lomb- was Lombardi? He was uh, Fordham Cornell? or was he Cornell? I think it was Fordham. I think actually. it was Fordham. Yeah. yeah. Uh, defensive end. This one's big. This one I think could make a big difference. Four star Damian Robinson comes in from from Maryland. This is a guy I think that could be a difference maker on this defense. And getting him was pretty huge, especially because you took him from a, a team that you're going to be playing in the Big Ten East. Yeah. So that one I will. All three actually I do expect to to be instant impact players. I think all three are going to be playing this year. So. Uh, but those we, are impact transfers. Yeah, I mean, our job is to to essentially grade the transfer portal, Patty C. And I can tell you this: uh, they they took some hits. But what do you make? Uh, I just got to ask you: you, what said do you Tinsley, what, Tinsley. So they they got a receiver that I think could be starting. Uh, they got an offensive lineman that I believe will be starting. That's the guy from uh, Columbia or uh, Cornell. Cornell, and then they got the the four star from Maryland. The right? end. Yeah. I do think all three are going to be on the field, you know, whether they're starting, I think they're probably going to be starting, but um, I think that's good. I think that's solid. Um, it does depend on what they lost. Well, they lost four star defensive lineman, Cole Brevard to Purdue who they open up with. What? Wait, where's my, where's my gun music? Where's my gun sounds? <laughs> That's a brutal loss. I mean, I mean, I don't know if he was just underachieving there or what. They did have Chop Robinson, a defensive end, uh, an edge rusher that that was in the portal. He actually came back to Penn State, so in a way, that was a good get. Chop Robinson, yeah, four star. That's a great name. Great name. Wide receiver Cam Sullivan Brown left for Don Brown and UMass. Um, 
They lost offensive lineman Anthony Wigan to the Akron Zips. They lost wide receiver Daniel George to the Akron Zips. Joe Moore had stealing some talent. This one, Noah Kane, four star to LSU. That was a that was a big hit. Mm, 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 mm. Um, they also lost defensive lineman Joseph Apia Darkwa to Temple. Wide receiver Norvell Black is in the portal. Wide receiver Justin Weller is in the portal. They lost Taquan Robinson or Roberson, I'm sorry, to the Yukon Huskies. The four star there at one point. Uh uh, offensive lineman Des Holmes to Arizona State, uh, and also safety Tyler Rudolph to UMass, and safety Enzo Jennings to the portal. I, I think they lost the portal, man. I, I get it; all three players might be key, but I still think. I mean, I know Noah Kane was a decent player, and I know some of these other guys had some have some some high rankings. Well, just based on it's tough to say. Like, if they're bringing back what three on the offensive line, three starters, two, two, yeah. okay. Um, did they lose anyone on the offensive line in the portal? Yeah, yeah, to uh, to Akron and Arizona State. Okay, so uh, that, now I, now I don't believe they were starters, but they could have been on the cusp of starting. Well, depth was supposedly yeah, also yeah. part of the issue, so that's an L. Um, th- I don't think they lost a ton offensively from a skill position, like production standpoint, you know, but maybe some talent. Like I you mean, said. Noah Kane, yeah, you know, receiver Daniel George, maybe I don't know, but. Uh, I don't know. It's what it makes it kind of tough. How many total players did they bring in? Three, three. The only, I mean, quality over quantity for sure is the the philosophy there, but I would say that's an L I'd say slight L 55th nationally in the transfer portal seventh within the conference. It's actually pretty mediocre. So talk to me about recruiting rankings, recruiting. Well, I would, I do want to say draft wise. There's another like exodus of talent that uh, it looks like they had eight players drafted this past year, which Looking you back, should have won more games. Then you yeah. should have. As a snapshot, I haven't had a chance to count it out, um, but it looks like the most players maybe they ever had drafted in a single season. So that sucks for Penn State. Mm, um, mm. But uh, recruiting, kind of, kind of lackluster. I mean, this past cycle was very. Yeah, I was about to say, good. didn't he just land a huge? He a just huge, landed yeah. a good class. And I think but, he's doing good right now. Right? Yeah, 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 I think he's doing fine. Um, but um, prior to that last five years, six, 14, 17, 21, and then eight uh, this past year. So eight is good, but not great. But that I think Penn state will take a top 10 class at this point um, within the conference. That's been good for two, two, three, six, and then back to two this past year. You can't be getting a number six class in the big 10 yeah. at Penn state. Yeah. Uh, mid, mid 10 to fi- 10 to 16 over the last four years, uh, composite and two or three each of the last four years over composite. So the, st- the talent is still there. Better get that NIL shit going. You better go and get it going. Um, was there anything else? No, I think that's it. I think uh, I'm just, we're, I'm just interested in seeing this singleton dude to see if he is the, uh, the next Trave Travion Henderson. You, you know that, uh, that James Franklin was a JMU guy back in 97. He's a good man. <laughs> He's a great man. Uh, so if you're watching on YouTube, you will see that uh, this graphic here right behind me, uh, it tells the win totals. I used to have to reveal that we don't have to do that anymore, but uh, here we are Penn state at eight and a half wins. Patty C first reaction, eight and a half wins without diving into the schedule Mm. that I mean, 500 over the last two years, I think COVID was a little bit of a, you know, they just started so bad and they had some bad breaks, but I think they were a better team than that last year. You said they had, Close losses for the yeah, most part. Two and five in in games decided by uh, 
uh, nine points or less. That makes you want to yeah. say that they're going to get better, but I don't. I would say eight and four seems right off the top of my head. So off the top of his head, he's leaning under. Well, guess what? Las Vegas agrees with you because the action uh, eight. And, so the under currently, this is all subject to change. A minus one twenty five on the under. The overs at plus one oh five. Let's hop into it, Patty I actually C. Feel really good about that. Looking at this schedule now. Well, I can tell you this week one. This game's awesome Thursday night, and believe it or not. Even though Purdue has had a knack, a knack for knocking, if you're ranked and you come into West Lafayette, it's like they they're one of the better teams historically. However, they uh, Penn State hasn't lost to Purdue since 2004, and they haven't lost in West Lafayette since 2003. Mm. So almost 20 full years, Patty C. How many times have they played during that? Uh, well, Penn State has won the last. Nine in this matchup, they had played ten times before uh, going to West Lafayette. Man, before losing in left, yeah. West and even before that, you'd have to go back to 1951. They've only lost in West Lafayette. What? <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. They lost a couple times. They lost a couple okay. times. Oh no, 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 no. You have to go back to 1951. They've only lost twice. Jeez. They've only lost twice in West Lafayette. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, Purdue. Uh, I guess on that stat alone, you kind of got to lean Penn State here. Yeah, I think so. But I think this is going to be a fucking great game. This is one of the best Week One matchups, and this is where I understand that athletic director's pain is because he's got to go into a hornet's nest. That I mean, recently Purdue at home has been has been a team to, to they took down Michigan State, they took down Ohio State, they've had a knack for knocking off ranked teams. So I do think this place will be sold out. It will be rocking. I I go slightly. I think this line is actually. I think Penn State by three. Aiden O'Connell, pretty incredible stats last year. Almost seventy-two percent completion percentage, thirty-seven hundred yards, twenty-eight touchdowns, eleven interceptions. That's going to be tough if uh, Purdue can field any kind of defense. Well, oh, you know, if, yeah. If, well, Penn State's defense too, only returning four and a new right. coordinator going up against O'Connell. Jeez, it kind of makes you want to take Purdue, but um, on the road on the opener. Ugh, new new defensive coordinator too. You know what? And an offensive coordinator that was what I'm taking. I'm taking Purdue. I feel Purdue like, wins. I feel like that's a dangerous play. I'm gonna take Penn State, but flip a coin. Flip a coin here. That game's awesome. Yeah. Uh, week two, the Ohio Bobcats come to town. Patty C, watch out. Bobcats bit the Nittany Lions. What I think like 12 years ago or 11 years ago or something like that in in uh, State College. At Beaver Stadium, uh, I got Penn State bouncing back, taking down the Ohio Bobcats. Agreed. Agreed. Then week three, Jordan Hare Stadium, Auburn, Alabama. This one's gonna be a blast. Give me Penn State to win this one. Though. Oh man, you're sleeping on Harson, man. Who's their quarterback? Uh, who is their quarterback? I'm drawing a blank. This is Calzada. Calzada or Finley, maybe. They've never, I guess, with Cam Newton, they did, but. They're, they've always been a running team. It's running back you. I would feel better if Knicks was there. I'd probably be taking Auburn. The fact they're bringing in a new quarterback um, who I'm not sold on. Uh, I think uh, Jordan Hare is a tough environment to go down into. So is that Purdue? Not as tough as Auburn traditionally is. I don't know. Purdue's record of beating ranked teams. I think you can make a, a, a decent it's point. A decent point, especially on a Thursday night national spotlight. But I'm going Tigers here. So we both have them at two and one at this point. And then they host the Central Michigan Chippewas. I'm gonna say this: if they beat Auburn Week Three, don't sleep on 
the Chippewas. I think they might be the best team in the MAC this year. Yeah, win or lose, don't sleep on the yeah, Chippewas. Watch out for that game. Uh, obviously, I got you guys winning that one, but uh, so I got them three, three and one after the month of September. You too. I right? do too. Yeah. Then they host Pat Fitzgerald and the Northwestern Wildcats. You, you know, this is a really hard team to break down because they suck last year. Northwestern was absolute dog shit last year. I saw them live in person uh, in the Nebraska game, lose by like 48. And, uh, but here's the thing every season they suck. The next year, they're like fucking 10 and 2. Yeah. So they're an incredibly hard team to get a gauge on. I got Penn State winning this. I do too. In state college, that helps. Four and one. They get a bye week and they head to, to Ann Arbor, Michigan Stadium, the big house. Uh, Michigan also no, Michigan will be coming off a back to back road, Iowa and Indiana before coming back home to host Penn State. Penn State obviously getting the bye. Does that this help? game's fantastic? Uh I'm taking Michigan though. I am too. So four and two after October fifteenth. Uh then they host the Golden Gophers. This is a a, a dangerous spot too, because they have the Ohio State game on deck. Tanner Morgan, Muhammad Ibrahim coming into uh, Beaver Stadium. Give me Penn State, but watch out. Yep. I'm telling you, this one, this one kind of more so than any other game left on the schedule. This is like a 55 45 or be- at best, like I feel like a 60 40 in Penn State's favor. Uh, so I got that as, uh, yeah, I'll take man. five and two. No, you know what? Someone's going to get them. Yeah, I mean, someone's gonna get them. We'll get through the end of the schedule, and I'll talk about all the fifty-fifty games. I, I, there's three games I think they're gonna lose. I'll say this: between Minnesota and Ohio, I, like if you listen to all the Ohio State pod, it took Penn State to upset yeah. Ohio State. So you know what? I got them losing to Minnesota. They beat Ohio State though. All right, I like right. it. I want them to beat Ohio State. It's one of my favorite things. In fact, there, maybe nothing gives me more pleasure at this point. White out. This place is going to be bananas. Penn State beat Ohio State. Yeah, there's yeah. something really, really excellent about Those that. Those games have been fantastic too. Yeah. Uh, you got Ohio State winning that though, huh? Uh I do. So we're at the same record then, anyway. Um, yeah. Then they're at Indiana. I think they get it done against Indiana and Connor Basilak. Uh, six and three. Yeah. yeah. Home to Maryland. I think they take care of Maryland. Dangerous, but sure. Wait, what was the score in on that one? Though? Didn't they? 31 14. They, they gave covered it for me. Uh, it was kind of a lucky cover. They had like a pick six um, at Rutgers. Chiano, can you get them up? I blanked them last year. 28 nothing. I got Penn State winning that. Uh, and then home to Michigan State. I got them getting revenge on Michigan State. That was quite the game last year in the snow. Patty, see, I got this team at nine and three. I would say this I have them favored in nine games individually. And I think they're going to lose three games, even though the Auburn game is a little bit close. But I think between going to Purdue, Central Michigan as an upset spot, Northwestern, Minnesota, and then Michigan State, and then throw in like a Maryland as like a a, a, a hiccup spot potentially. Going I think, under. I think there's a fourth loss on that schedule. I think you could be right. I think this is one of the harder ones we've done, you know, as we break down every single team, all 131 with the solo episode, listen, subscribe to the college football experience. But I truly believe this is one of the hardest ones. I tend to think you're right. I tend to think you're right. You know what? That's a tough, let me change that. I'm going to go under, I think they, cause look, I'm giving them Auburn. I'm giving them, you know, I don't know though. They could now. I feel like Vegas got this right. Vegas got this number exactly right. And Cause I do think they're either going to be eight and four or nine and three. Yeah. I'm going to go nine and three. 
I, this is definitely not going to be on my locks episode in, uh, in, in the, right before the season. Um, Dude, if you're talking about a team that is had a terrible offensive line, doesn't look like they've improved it a ton. Right. Yeah. And then they have good skill position players, but they're bringing in a new defensive coordinator. That was the strength of their team before. And now it probably becomes less of a strength because you're breaking in a new defensive coordinator and you're playing against the big 10 East. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, but I will say at least they got uh, Purdue and Northwestern and Minnesota from the West, but that, I guess that could all be, that looks good now, but that might be terrible when we, when we look back next year, this time and say, oh man, they got the three best teams in the big 10 West potentially. Yeah. Who knows? Well, um, getting some games that they do have a fighting chance, Minnesota, Ohio state and Michigan state all at home. Maybe they pop a win right there. And even that, the Maryland one. Yeah. And that puts them on the over. Well, they definitely should beat Maryland. I would think, but getting that at home still does help. I'm going to go over. I don't want, this is probably my most le- the, my least confident over we've done. Yeah. Um, like I, I like Penn state. They, I mean, I, I, I'm a, I, I like Michigan too, but I understand Michigan's kind of like a sellout team. Michigan's the kind of team that once they really start winning, I start to dislike them because all the sellout fans jump on board <laughs> real fast. But like, uh, and they never really leave Michigan. But Penn State, I feel like they don't. It's not a sellout team. They rarely get the kind of love from like the sellout fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like Penn State, man. Their fans are awesome. Yeah. So I, I'm going over. Let's go, Nittany Lions. Give me the over. Hell, I'd love to see them win the Big Ten this year. That'd be great, folks. Uh, he's on the under. I'm on the over. Subscribe to the college football experience. Also remember on YouTube, subscribe over there as well. And also subscribe to the college basketball experience. I actually think Micah Shrewsbury has got something brewing great. I think it was a solid first year for him uh, on the, on the hardwood. So keep an eye out over there. We're going to talk about that over there on the college basketball experience. Subscribe, tell a friend and uh, remember to check out uh, all of our other feeds at sports gambling podcast, doing the NFL breakdowns. Um, team by team, all 32 teams. So if you're a Steelers fan, Eagles fan, Browns fan, whatever, uh, check, check out that. I think you'll dig it. Um, golf gambling podcast, MLB gambling podcast. Check out the whole, the whole network is fantastic. Check it out. Uh, and uh, yeah, get the SGPN app. Actually, if you can give us a five-star review on iTunes, all right, go over to iTunes, give us a five-star review, say some nice things about us. Then if you do that, take a screenshot, find us on Twitter at TCE on SGPN or me personally on Twitter at the Colby D show us that screenshot and we'll send you a college football experience t-shirt. It'll look like that pennant right there. If Boom. you're watching on YouTube, beautiful. Uh, so do that. Um, Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. We are the college football experience. Subscribe, tell a friend cannot wait for the season. Uh, we're rooting for you. Nittany lions. So give me the over let's go. This is the college football experience. Penn state Nittany Lions style. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.
it's easy to see a tide turn. Good round, you're celebrating with your appetite. Bad round, you're losing, you're using your appetite to forget about the round. I'll tell you something about appetite. It's a real fucking great thing to have.